What's going on, Mad Maniacs? And welcome back to Mad About Disney, and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of The Mad Chatter, or really, this is just going to be considered Episode 1, because we are totally relaunching this podcast, totally different branding, everything. We did a few episodes last year, or two years ago at this point, back in 2019, of The Mad Chatter. We're totally refurbing it now for 2021. This is Episode 1. And today, we are joined by a very special guest, my girlfriend, Leah. Leah, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's an introductory episode of the show, so I just wanted to bring someone that I knew on in case there was any technical difficulties so that they wouldn't mind me addressing them. So this is a great first episode. I'm very excited. We have some great stuff to talk to you about today. So generally, real quick... Before we get into the meat of this show, I'm just going to kind of explain what this show, The Mad Chatter, is going to be uh, in the future. So The Mad Chatter is going to be probably to start a monthly podcast that I will be releasing both on the Mad About Disney YouTube channel in an audio format without any video, um, as well as on other podcast sites such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, you know, wherever else you think I should put it, you can let me know. Um... So this is just a chance for me to have longer discussions about certain things with different people. I'm bringing Leah on today. Most of you know her from the Hershey Park vlogs from my channel that she's involved in. But I'll also be bringing on other Disney YouTubers and people like that throughout uh, the podcast. Um, Every month, different special guests. So while it is a pleasure to have Leah this month in the January episode, uh, there will be a different guest every month, likely. Uh, The show is going to have one main topic every week, followed by a movie review, which will be different for every week, and a QA and a session. Now, for that Q&A session, I'll explain a little bit more when we get there, but there'll be a way for all of you to submit questions that will be answered in those episodes. So, without further ado, I think we should get right into this episode. What do you think, Leah? Sounds perfect. So today we're going to be talking about my short film, Quarantine. Many of you have probably seen Quarantine, spelled with a T-E-E-N. It is on my YouTube channel, Mad About Disney. Um, And it's a project that Leah and I worked together on over the last few months of 2020. Um, And yeah, it's a really special project. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend going to watch it before this. It's only five minutes long, and I'd appreciate any support you give because it's something that... I worked really hard on, and Leah also worked really hard on. So, Leah... Mikey, Mikey Gibbs says that it's our project, but he put in all the hard work and deserves all the credit. Yeah, well, I mean, you were the lead actress, so I feel like you deserve a decent bit of credit as well. It is a Behind every good actress is a good director. Well, you know, I, I'll take the compliment. Why not? But anyways... Uh, it, it was a very interesting process for you. Uh, I have obviously was, as the writer, director, editor, etc., was involved in everything before, during, and after shooting. Leah was mainly involved in the you know production of it during shooting. So, Leah, what was the overall experience like for you recording a short film as someone who isn't an actress and has never really done anything like this before? Um, well, like you said, I was mainly um, there for the parts during filming, but I also saw you writing the script and saw the pieces slowly starting to come together and your ideas starting to form what quarantine really is. So that was a cool process for me to see, too, was your thoughts and 
I guess, process in a way, just all come together as one to create this beautiful short film. Um, but for me to be part of the filming, it was definitely, I mean, obviously I've never done anything like this before. So we filmed it out of order because of certain aspects, but in my mind, you don't, when you're filming it out of order, it's kind of hard to piece it all together and really see the storyline develop. So when I saw the film for the first time, watching the story and seeing these pieces that we filmed in little chunks all put together to create the story, it really was amazing to watch. So that was cool. No, yeah, it was a, it was a really interesting process. I, it took me a few months to write the script, which is crazy to say, granted that the film is only five minutes long, less than that, really. If you think about the credits, it's like four minutes and 30 seconds. Um, it went through a lot of revisions. I had a lot of different drafts. And I ultimately, if you look at the starting draft, it's ultimately very different from what we ended up with. But I, I'm very happy with, with how it ended up. Uh, and now, now my second question for you about this whole process, really, is what what part of it did you feel like the whole filmmaking process did you feel like you knew the least about going in um, or the the amount of effort that went into a certain part that you picked up on along the way well for people that's seen quarantine you know that it's a lot of it's led by emotions and the score now obviously from watching movies and tv shows you know that they're really good at portraying their emotions but until you try to do it you don't understand how hard it is and i think it's normal for actors i mean i haven't read stories of people but i'm sure at first it's hard for them to find their emotions and portray it on screen but i don't know if that gets easier for them or if that's just a continuous thing that's hard but i give them props for that because that's super hard and I also think the score I mentioned, like, you don't realize how much a movie portrays its emotion through the score. So that was cool to see, again, because we shot it without the score and it was later added in. And you see the enormous effect that it has on the whole entire story. So that was something that I didn't realize that just you kind of overlook when you're watching movies and TV shows that's there and drives the plot. Yeah, well, I mean, you want to talk the, about the score, not to, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but toot uh, it. <laughs> I'm I'm really impressed with myself that I was able to write that. For those of you who like have seen it, you may think that it sounded like a nice score. I will tell you that it was total amateur production. That music is not written down. Like the sheet, I don't have any sheet music for it. I didn't write it down. I probably should have, um, and maybe I will sometime soon. Uh, the audio was recorded by me literally just placing my phone on a stand next to my piano and playing and then like editing the static out after the fact. So it was a really amateur production. I'm ultimately happy with the how it ended up. It, it didn't sound too awful. I don't think that the quality for not being like recorded directly into a computer program or anything. It definitely sounded awesome. And originally, you didn't tell me that you were writing the score. When I watched it for the first time, without obviously seeing the credits, I thought that it was just like something you pulled off of the internet. And later when I saw the credits, it just amazed me that you did that off no, of your phone. Yeah, I mean, I'll take 
I'll take credit for that. I, I that was the one thing for me. It was really the the score and the audio, um, like audio editing, audio mixing. Those were the two areas I felt so like completely clueless and going in. Um, I I had an idea obviously with the script I wrote ahead of time, and I had an idea with um, editing like the clips and directing. I kind of had that vision. Ultimately, that's the area I want to go into is directing um, as far as careers go. Um, so I kind of had that vision of what I wanted. So that was good. And I went to edit the audio and I really had no idea what I was doing. I had to watch some YouTube tutorial videos, which is crazy to think that I'm editing a short film and I'm watching five minute YouTube tutorial videos on how to edit audio but it was really an area that I had not really you know delved into before for my YouTube videos I just would you know kind of play the clip and add some you know background music so you know that was actually editing seamless audio was tricky you you just mentioned some of the hard parts for you would you say that editing the sound was the hardest part like there was there one part that you really just well expect to be hard uh this being an amateur short film and all. Wait, but time out, by the way. How did you hijack this podcast? I'm the one that's supposed to be asking <laughs> these questions. Well, maybe the people are curious. All right, well, that's fair enough. Anyways, um, the, the what was I saying? Oh my gosh, you made me lose my train of th- I made me lose. I made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> I asked what the hardest part was for you. Yes. So uh, basically, when I went to listen to the pure so this is an amateur production i didn't have fancy equipment i used my mom's dslr camera to record it i didn't have any microphone any external lighting anything like that all the lighting is natural lighting uh all the camera is either on a tripod or i'm literally just holding it um so that means that with the audio not having like microphones and stuff it's pretty rough um lots of static background noises um so i it was that was really tough because one, it was an area I had very little expertise in, uh, just audio editing in general. Um, but also, it I was presented more of a challenge because the audio was pretty rough and pretty messy. So having to both learn how to edit audio and fix a lot of issues, almost every audio clip in the short was edited in Adobe Audition, which is Adobe's audio editing program, was edited in Audition in some way, shape, or form, probably, whether it's to remove background static or remove wind. I didn't even think till after the fact about wind. Um, This project, I'm very proud of how it turned out for my first project, but I definitely learned a lot of things to improve upon in the future, like things I didn't even think of when I was planning it out. And right, and that's why you do these things is to learn and grow as a filmmaker. Um, so like wind was one thing that I didn't even take into account until I heard the audio and it was just massive wind blowing noises. Um, you know, because a light breeze on a day translates into really awful audio, even though it's just a light breeze. So I would definitely say that audio editing and making it all sound decent was probably... The hardest part. I also added in a lot of external sound sound effects to probably you know blend everything in together too. Well, it all worked because it was super windy that day and you couldn't tell. So congrats. Well, thanks. And now I I I hope you didn't think you were gonna get through this uh, little interview about quarantine here without me asking about the scene 
You already know which one I'm talking oh, about. Yes. Now, I know what your <laughs> thoughts on this question are because I was there. So this isn't really much of an interview for me as it is for our listeners. The crying scene. This isn't really a spoiler because I would My be honest in scene. saying I'd be honest in saying I don't think you can spoil a five minute short film really. But there is a scene in which Leah had to cry in quarantine. Tell me about just that whole scene, uh, filming it, your thoughts, the the struggles I know that were there. <laughs> just tell me a little well, bit about that and really tell the audience because I already know. Okay, so we started on one day and Mikey was like, okay, listen, like, this is the crying scene. Basically, you just need to walk in the door and sit down and just cry. He's like, I'm going to make you cry longer than you think so I can cut it. And And I'd like to add to here, uh, I told her when when she quote unquote signed on, there was never an official contract. But when she quote unquote signed on, I told her about this scene. So I, I don't want to be portrayed as the, the guy, the director who's like, oh, by the way, you need to cry to an amateur actress. No, I, so I want to make no, that no. clear. It was clear. So I was like, okay, it's time. So I was having a really hard time, like just coming up with tears, which sounds so funny. So we, I tried to pull up YouTube videos like, oh, like videos that'll make everyone cry and like nothing was working and so I just got super frustrated and we moved on that day because we had enough time that we were gonna film another day so we came back and we filmed another day and the same thing I tried watching videos and nothing was working like I tried to like it just I tried everything and I'm so frustrated at the fact that I couldn't cry that I sat there and cried about not being able to cry and how much it was going to make Mikey sad. So <laughs> me being frustrated about the fact that I couldn't cry made me cry. And for me, that was, you know, it was like a relief once it was done. But It's a bit Mikey... ironic if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think Mikey said at one point, like, okay, let's try it again. And I was like, oh, no. But ultimately, it ended up working. And... We really did try everything too. I mean, yeah, we she watched videos of sad, you know, animals. She watched those. Uh, what's the is the a- ASPCA? I forget whatever yeah. those ads are. With the song in the background. Yeah, she watched. I won't spoil it for anyone who's watching, but she watched like a scene from Grey's Anatomy where one of her nothing favorite worked. Character died, and yeah, it's just it was it was a mess. But we we ultimately got it, and I've I've gotten a lot of people uh, message me and send me like all different notes basically saying like how impactful that scene was to them so it made me happy as a director I'm sure it's making you happy as the actress in that situation um, to get all those compliments how's it been how's the praise been how have you been handling your stardom (laughs) the praise has been fine I'm giving you all the credit because you deserve it all you need to stop taking all the I mean you need to stop giving me all the credit no, you deserve it. I um wanted to go back and touch on the crying scene. Um, at first, I wouldn't watch it. No one wants to watch themselves cry, right? Like that's that's just weird. So I would like refuse to watch it. And eventually, I sat down in my room one day and I was like, "All right, we're just gonna watch it." And it wasn't terrible, but <laughs> well, I'm sure that's you know a little bit odd for yourself to watch. But anyway. Yeah. That pretty much wraps our discussion here 
on quarantine, unless you have anything else to add. No, I just, you know, congrats. I'm super proud of you. Everyone's proud of you. You did an amazing job. Hey, this this podcast wasn't to give myself praise. This was to have you talk about your experience. You're not giving yourself praise. I'm giving you praise. All right. Well, I didn't invite you on the podcast to give me praise. <laughs> but anyways, if you haven't seen it, go check out Quarantine. It's on the Mad About Disney YouTube channel. Um, uh, I also think at some point in the future, I may do some sort of blooper reel or something because I think that'd be funny. I have a lot of messed up takes that uh, that that gave us all some laughs in the moment. If you guys were a fan of Fergus, the dog from the short, we have some great uh, blooper clips that we can share with you of him. So anyways, that pretty much wraps up this main topic. Like I said, every podcast will have one main topic followed by a movie review. So you know what time it is? It's movie review time. I just said that. So today we are reviewing Pieces of a Woman is a new Netflix movie. It premiered at some festivals in 2020. I'm considering it a 2021 release because it technically got a wide release in 2021. Um, so it's starring Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby. Kirby. It is about um, a couple who is dealing with um, you know, the loss of a child following its birth. It's a terribly heartbreaking movie. Leah, what were your initial thoughts following this movie? Um, well, going into it, I thought that it was you know, really unique that a movie was highlighting that because I feel like in most movies, that's it's not touched on. Um, the issue of so- uh, infant loss you're referring to. Yes. That's what I'm referring to. Um, So I thought that concept and idea, like, obviously is unique, and I think it's important to bring awareness to it. So going into it, I was really, you know, looking forward to seeing how they portrayed that. Um, Coming out of it, I was was impressed with how they pulled it off. The first initial scene, did you say it was like 20 minutes uncut, Mikey? I didn't mention it here, but yes, it's a 20-minute long take. So it used the technology that other long take movies such as like 1917 uh, and Birdman have used, where it's not really one long take, but they make it look like it by subtly cutting here and there, but still really impressive filmmaking. Um, I'll just say while I'm talking anyways, that was definitely the best part of the movie, which is a pro and a con. It was a phenomenal opening, but nothing else in the rest of the movie with like, you know, two hours, almost at like an hour and a half after this scene, nothing was as impressive as this opening scene. Right. Like that was one of the like first scenes and it was amazing. And the actress and actor were amazing. Like the emotions portrayed were so like breathtaking and again it was beautiful to watch well not beautiful to watch it was terrible but like beautifully shot and you know in a way it was kind of a disappointment set up for the rest of the movie you had two hours left and you know nothing was as good as that scene no yeah Um, i think the rest of the movie is fairly impressive in its own right but it's not necessarily I don't want to say entertaining because it feels wrong to call that first scene entertaining because it's just so tragic and so terrible and awful. Um, But it did such a good job at portraying that. So I'm going to say it's really well-made filmmaking Um, and everything following that. I don't want to say it was disappointing, but when you start so strong, 
right? Uh, it's it's you can only go so far, right? So like a movie, I'm just gonna give an example because we also watched this recently. Um, Seven, directed by David Fincher. It's an older movie, not that old, but older. It's you know twenty twenty some years ago. That's a movie that peaks with like ten minutes left, right? Right. So All you're... the anticipation is working up towards the end right you're building up the whole time this it started off so strong that it could have been like a five-star movie if it had just held that sort of you know intention grabbing throughout throughout the entire thing but unfortunately i felt like it kind of dragged in the second half yeah after the first initial scene they highlight the struggles that the couple faces afterwards and I just feel like, I don't want to say nothing happened, but, like, there was no, like, there was no thing that was, like, pulling me in that was, like, you want to watch this movie badly. Well, they did the courtroom thing, but that didn't grab me in the way that I think that they kind of intended it. Yeah, they were kind of trying to pull you back in with that, but it didn't really. But anyways, Leah, out of five, what'd you give Pieces of a Woman? Um, I think I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. I think uh, if you can handle that first 20 minutes, I think it's worth checking out. It's on Netflix, um, at least in the United States. I think it's also available internationally on Netflix, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But anyway, I still think it is worth checking out. So now we move on to the third and final bit. So Q&A. So Q&A question and answer segment is going to be my chance to interact with all of you guys uh in the description of this uh video or not video well okay so i'm going to upload this to youtube so if you're listening on youtube it will be in the description um if you're also uh listening on like spotify or apple in the show notes i think i can put a link so i have a we have a google uh google form set up that you can submit your questions Also, if you're a member of the Discord server, you can just submit your questions there, or you can DM me on Twitter. I created the Google Forms so that there'd be a direct place for this, but if there's other places that you can, pretty much any way you can get it to me. Um, We're only going to take so many questions um, per episode, so if you want priority access for questions, I will talk to you about that in a second. But anyway, uh, most of the questions this week, they all came from Discord. So because we this was the first episode and we didn't have the Google Form set up, I just asked some of my lovely Discord members, shout out to everyone in the Mad About Disney Discord server, for some questions. So we have them for the opening episode, and then from there we'll rely on everything else. All right, so the first three questions are for me. Uh, Big Beautiful Disney asks, what inspired you to make Quarantine? Um, so the answer to that is that I had to make a short film for college applications. Um, so I kind of got the ball rolling with this and ultimately I just fell in love with the whole project. Um, so beyond the, my, my love of the, my, beyond me wanting to get into to college, I just fell in love with the project as a whole, the ideas I had. Um, I felt like, uh, being a teenager, specifically a high school senior, while obviously there are far worse positions to be in during all of this, like being sick or anything like that, I still felt like it was a difficult time uh, for that group of people, and I felt like it would be, uh, you know, a good opportunity to portray that because that is not a group that has been portrayed on film. Granted, this is still a very recent, still ongoing problem, that being coronavirus and everything. Um, but 
uh, I felt like it was a good opportunity to demonstrate that. And a lot of the feedback that I've received um, has been about that message and how it was so great that I portrayed it. So yes, that is the answer to that. Uh, Vetter asks, what made you want to make a Disney Channel on YouTube even though you don't live in Florida or California? Um, and the answer to that is that I just love Disney. I love the parks and movies. Um, and, uh, you know, before COVID, I would visit the parks semi-frequently, you know, every year to year and a half to two years or so. Um, so yes, I love Disney and it was something that I felt like I could continue to keep up on even when I wasn't actually in the parks. Uh, but if you've noticed on my channel as of recently, I've started doing a lot more Hershey Park stuff. Uh, and that's, again, that's, you know, kind of a, an opposite end to this, which is you're right in that I don't live in Florida or California, so it's a lot easier to make Hershey Park videos when I live in Pennsylvania. So I like to keep it mixed, um, but, you know, during coronavirus, it was a lot easier to drive two hours to Hershey than it was to fly, which is virtually impossible, to Florida. Um, I was supposed to go to Disney twice in 2020. Both trips were canceled because of COVID, so... Yeah, once, once things get back to normal, maybe I can get back more into some blogs from the park. Uh, the Rye Bread asks, what is the end plan for your channel, and where do you think it will take you? This led to some very funny discussion on the Discord server about Mad About Disney getting bought by Disney, and then getting Disney selling it to NBC, and then NBC putting Mad About Disney on Peacock. Ultimately, if you want to get involved in some of those funny discussions, you should join our Discord server. But um, uh, the end plan, I don't know. I'm going to college next year um, to pursue a career in communications or filmmaking, ideally filmmaking. My dream job is to be a director, which is why quarantine is such a special project for me. Um, ultimately, though, I do mad about Disney, not for any financial means. I don't make any money from it. Uh, I, you have to have a thousand subscribers to make money, and I'm not close to that yet. I'm grateful for all of my 230 followers, but... Um, I'm not even close to that yet. So I, I do it because I like it. I do it because I, I enjoy doing it, and I do it because I love the community that I have built through it. I love all of the people on Discord and getting to joke around with them, all of the other YouTubers that I've collaborated on with stuff. Um, so ultimately, I'm going to continue to pursue it um, for the foreseeable future because I enjoy it. Um, and I enjoy making content, which is why... You know, I've kind of shifted my content recently to be a mix of Disney stuff and some non-Disney stuff like Hershey Park and movies, because that's the sort of stuff I enjoy making videos on. And then finally, we have one more. It's just a completely different tone than the rest. What's your favorite cereal? And Leah, you can finally get involved in this Q&A. What is your favorite cereal? Can I say my three favorites? I, I mean, that's not the question, but I guess we can make an exception. <laughs> um, Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes, and Special K Chocolatey Delight. Special K? You trying to be all healthy? No, it's chocolate cereal. Uh, I guess so. Alright. Um, my favorite of all time is probably Reese's Puffs. Um, that or I regularly enjoy the chocolate mini Frosted Mini Wheats. Like the smaller ones. They're great to eat dry, like a dry cereal. Uh, but recently, I've really been digging uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So you have been. I have been. I've been really digging the Cinnamon Toast Crunch lately. But anyways, yeah. they're probably my top three. All right. 
So the last thing I want to mention is that this podcast is a financial investment for Mad About Disney. And like I said a few minutes ago, uh, we, we don't, I don't make any money from this. Uh, I do it because I love it. And this is the sort of thing that, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but to put your podcast on Spotify, Apple, you have to pay monthly. Um, and I'm, I want to do this, so if I have to pay it out of my pocket from other sources that, you know, I can get the money, I will. Um, but I've heard from a few people, uh, I've gotten some messages that I should set up a Patreon. So for those of you who don't know, a Patreon is a... Uh, system where basically you can pay a creator a monthly fee or not a month it's a fee uh, a month you pay a creator monthly um, to support them and in exchange they'll give you some bonus content so I'm gonna pull up here real quick I have the mad about Disney patron page that I am going to be officially starting and I have three different tiers um, that you can sign up for to support the channel uh, if you want to click off and you don't want to listen to this, I appreciate you watching and you can head out now. But real quick, I have a $1, $5, and $10 a month subscription. Um, yeah, I'll put the link down in the description. It might not be launched yet when I post this video. And if it's not, you can come back later. I'll shout it out at another episode. Um, you can go read all of the full benefits. I've got a great lineup of benefits for each level. But some of the examples of different things are um, special Discord roles, credits at the end of videos, shoutouts on the podcast. Uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier is Q&A preference. So if there's a lot of Q&A questions for a week but you're a patron, uh, you will be guaranteed that your question will get in. That's for the silver and gold tiers. Um, Discord roles for all of them. And then the uh, gold tier, which I don't expect anyone to sign up for. Um, quite yet, but if you do have a really generous heart and you want to sign up for the gold $10 a month tier, there's some great, great stuff like exclusive videos that will only be sent just to the gold patrons. Uh, you can have prime video suggestions, so if there's a video you want me to make and it's not something totally ridiculous, it generally falls in to the type of content I make, I will make that video. Um, shout out to the end of any future short films that I make. Uh, and under the special thanks section. So, sorry I rambled on there for a minute, but the point is, I've got a lot of great rewards. Uh, I purposely kept the lowest tier at $1 a month, because um, I know I'm a small channel, and I, I don't want to be asking you guys for any money, but it would really help me out uh, if you, if, you know, I could help cover the costs of having this podcast be a regular thing. So, for now, any support just by watching the video and sharing is much appreciated. But if you do decide to become a patron, that would be really, really helpful. And know that it won't go unappreciated. But wrapping up at just about 31 minutes, I think, we're going to wrap this up. Leah, I want to thank you so much for coming on this inaugural episode. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed your time on here. Uh, let I me know... Let me know, everybody, what you thought of this episode. You can use comment sections, Twitter DMs, Discord server, or that special new Google form that I happen to have set up. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any topic suggestions for future episodes. Let me know if there are any guests that you want to see on this podcast. Maybe I could reach out to some old guests that were on the season one. Um, but, yes, Leah, you want to say one final goodbye? Thank you. All right. That's pretty lame. 
What do you want me to say? I, I said know. thank you for having me. No, it I'm was just an honor. I'm, I'm glad teasing. to be your first. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap this up here. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this inaugural episode of The Mad Chatter. I know it kind of already existed, but we're considering this the first episode. And I will stop my rambling on... Oh, also, certain patrons. Uh, I would shout you out at this point in the episode. That's a thing. That's one of the perks. Okay, but I'm going to end it here because that's the end of the episode. And I will see all of you Mad Maniacs in the next podcast.